Socrates taught for 40 years, Plato taught for 50 years, and Aristotle taught for 40 years. These three men have been known as, they have, they're, these philosophers have influenced nations throughout history, and, and yet Jesus only taught for three and a half years, and still his influence far surpassed that of these three philosophers combined, the 130 years of their combined efforts. How was it that Christ, in his short time of working here on earth, was able to accomplish so much work in that short amount of time? Have you ever wondered what was Christ's method of time management? Have you ever desired that you can get more done in less time and be as productive as Christ was while he was on earth? How, what lessons could we learn from the example of Christ to understand how we too can in like manner accomplish way more than falling short of what we are currently to help us to reach more people, have greater influence and greater impact and even greater income in this world. Today, we are going to be looking at your intentional week. We're looking at Christ's method for time management. But first, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. If this is something that interests you, I encourage you to subscribe or follow us so you can get more messages like this. Today, we are looking at Christ's method of time management. What lessons? Six common mistakes, six misunderstandings that people have regarding their time that's actually limiting them from fulfilling their purpose and their calling in life. So number one, Galatians uh, chapter four and verse four, speaking of Jesus, it talks about how when the fullness of time is come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman and born of a law, or born, born under the law. So what the first thing that we see is that Christ had a schedule. This is his life was a fulfillment of a plan that was created before he was ever born. In fact, in John chapter 2 and verse 4, at the wedding, the first miracle of Christ, his mother was trying to reveal him as a Messiah, and he told her, No, Mom, my time is not yet come. He was going to be right on time. And even at his baptism, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 14 and 15, right as he was baptized, he said, The time is fulfilled. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So the time of his baptism was scheduled. It was planned out intentionally. And he was fulfilling the plan that was already set into place. Even his death was right on time. In, in John chapter 17 and verse 1, just before the crucifixion, Jesus was saying that my hour has come. It is time for him to be crucified. Even in Matthew 26, 18, he talked about how he had a time to be betrayed and it was his time was come. So Jesus, when you really look at his life, his entire life, every day, he would went about saying, I, as, as he did something, he's like, that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah saying, and he quoted the scriptures and how his life was really a fulfillment of something that was planned years ago. And his life was just surrendered to God's plan for his life and his plan of salvation for you and I. But Christ used a schedule to do that. He had mapped out when these things would take place. And 
uh, we can learn much by having a schedule in our week to be able to get more done in less time. So that is uh, one thing that we can observe from Christ. The second thing is dealing with a common misunderstanding. A lot of people feel that this myth that, well, if I have a schedule that's too rigid, it's not going to allow for uh, freedom. And I'm going to be restricted. If I have a schedule, I'm, I won't be able to have the freedom to do the things that I want to do. But in reality, what we find is that a schedule creates more freedom for you and I. In James chapter 1 and verse 25, the Bible talks about that a man who is very blessed, which means happy, true happiness, that was found, it was describing this man who walks in the perfect law of liberty. So the Bible talks about having these laws or these rules or these set times of when we are doing things as liberty, as freedom. It is, it is actually a freedom, it's, uh, schedules set you free and it allows you to have the freedom to, to take care of your health, to take care of your mind, to develop spiritually, to develop personally and professionally. Having a regular routine and a system for how you spend your time and planning your week will actually allow you to be more productive and spend greater time with the Lord and have uh, show up more better. I remember when I was in um, when I was in uh, when I was a teenager, I was I got into a lot of trouble. I, I was in and out of juvenile detention, and life was pretty chaotic. But I remember when I was in juvenile detention, in ma in maximum security, I loved it there because they had three meals a day. They had regular times for rising and 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 sleeping and. Um, we were able to, we exercised every day and I loved it. The schedule was very consistent. It was clean, orderly, but at home it was more chaotic. It was, we didn't have times to go to bed. We didn't have rules. I was basically left to raise myself in many ways. And I, I remember it's like I craved as a child for um, some sort of rules or expectations that I, w I could follow but it wasn't there. And I realized that there's a basic human need that God has put in every one of us that um, it is schedule, it is structure, it is routine. And without that, we are, it is truly bondage. We feel that the schedule would, would limit us, but it actually lifts the limits and it helps us to get more done in less time. So the, having laws, having rules of, of being regularity, this creates liberty in James 1.25. So the third myth is that if I have a schedule, then um, this is, I don't want to push God out or having a plan is actually away from God or that it, it is it's not leaving room for the Holy Spirit's leading. But the truth is, it couldn't be any farther from the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So, and then in verse 40, he continues to say that let all things be done decently and in order. God is a God of order. And when we think that having structure, having order, having regularity is actually pushing God out, what we, this is actually a satanic delusion. It is not biblically based because God is a God of order. There is perfect order in heaven. Angels work harmoniously with the Lord and carrying out the plans of salvation. And the more that we can model our life to that life above, the more freedom we will have, the more 
we will be able to be fulfilled and, and have that walk with God and with our fellow man and that service to the marketplace and to those around us, we'll be able to do more by having regularity and routine. In fact, in First Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 13, the Bible actually talks about how because they didn't follow the due order of things, God was against them, and it was actually, God was working against them because they were not following the order and the routine and, and the method of things. And when I learned that, I was like, whoa, that is profound, how God is actually cares about all of this, this order, and we think that having structure and schedule and a plan is pushing God away, but in reality, we are actually pushing God out. God is not commissioned his angels to bless disorganization, confusion, and chaos. He is not an author of confusion. He's a, he is a God of order. So that is number three. And the fourth thing we can see is in the Word of God, Luke 16, verse 10, the Bible talks about if we are faithful in that which is least, we'll be faithful also in much. If we're unjust in that which is least, we'll be unjust also in much. We're looking at time. If we cannot be consistent, we are given one day at a time. Tomorrow's never promised and the, the past we can't change. But today we have, we have influence. We could be intentional with our time, intentional with our conversations, with our day, with our hours. And how we manage these little things, that it, makes, it sets us up for being faithful and responsible for bigger things. So in reality, what we find is that a schedule leads us to having greater success in the work of God and in the marketplace, whatever it is fulfilling our calling in life. How was it, how are successful businessmen able to accomplish so much and get so much done? Have you ever wondered that? Daniel 6 verse 10, it reveals to us, Daniel was a statesman. He was the third ruler in the kingdom of Babylon, the, the largest nation in, at that time. He had many responsibilities. How was it that he was able to be so consistent? And the Bible says that he prayed three times a day. That was his habit. He had routine and he did not push God away. It wasn't through neglecting his devotions. He was reclaiming his devotions. He was spending that quality time and prioritizing what matters most, putting God first. And that was why he was able to accomplish so much. In fact, Proverbs 22, verse 29, the Bible says, Seest thou a man that is diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He will not stand before average men. So what allows, what opens up the doors of endless possibilities for you is learning to be diligent, to be persevering, and having a schedule, having routine, having structure in your day, in your work, and the way that you labor, that is one of the ways for you to be diligent. And there's no limit to what God can do through you as you dedicate your time to the Lord. And if men of business can only be successful through having regular regular hours for studying and for working and for prayer and for meals and retirement, then if order and regularity is essential in worldly business, how much more so in doing the, the, our, about being about our Father's business? This is something to consider. You will have way more time to do what God has called you to do when you have structure and schedule throughout your day. So the, the fifth tip, this is something that is extremely helpful. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, 
to everything there is a purpose and to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens so what i would submit to you is to have a set time for everything when you set a time a due order of things look at the things that you have on a regular basis a weekly basis on a daily basis have a morning routine and start if if you want to know where to start luke 16 shows us start with the small things the one foundational thing you can begin is a morning routine and work on your personal habits. A lot of people have ambitious goals and desires. They want to do so many things for the marketplace, for the Lord, for the cause of God, but they're neglecting the personal habits of our daily routines. If you go to work on that, that will lay a foundation that you can start to build on. But first, have a set order for everything. See, there's a phrase that I really like, and it is a time for everything and everything in its time. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5, I recently learned about what this means. It talks about inordinate affection. It's like, what does inordinate mean? Inordinate means it's out of order. And affection is a thing that you have an affinity, you love, you're, you're focusing on, it's your attention. It is basically paying attention or an inordinate or an unorderly or disproportionate amount of time. It is spending, you could be focusing on the right thing at, in the wrong order or at the wrong time and it makes it bad. Inordinate affection is combined with the sin of fornication, uncleanliness and covetousness and idolatry. Just doing the right thing at the wrong time, God, God clumps together in the same catalog of sin with all of these terrible things. And when you see that, you're like, what? Doing the right thing at the wrong time is, is sin? And you're like, whoa, no wonder God isn't able to bless my ministry, my business, my, my work or my team or my life. And I'm struggling to do the things that God is God is asking me to do because I'm neglecting the little, the least, the most simple thing that I could do is having a schedule for the day and for the week. So have a set a time for everything. And there are six daily activities that I would suggest that every person schedule in, in their day and have regular set times for. Number one, have regular times for family worship and personal devotions. This makes a tremendous difference. If we separate ourselves from God, how could we really live without Christ? We could do nothing. So number one is family worship and personal devotions. Number two is regular times for praying. Like Daniel or David, evening and morning and at noon, will I cry and pray out loud? Psalms 55, 17. Number three is regular times for eating. Ecclesiastes 10, 17 says that how... Uh, how blessed are the princes or the leaders who eat in due season. So there is a time and a season for eating. Um, and they, meals are best when they are regular as much as possible. Our bodies crave regularity and we will digest things. We'll have greater improved memory. We will be able to focus better and concentrate. We'll have greater energy throughout the day when we are consistent in our schedule. And children love the structure and if your children are wild, then consider having more structure throughout the day. And you, you might find that they will start to be more obedient and, ex, and, and easier to handle. That certainly would have been the case for me. Juvenile detention did that for me. Now, the fourth thing that we can have is, is regular times for working. Set some specific boundaries for when you work. Especially if you are 
uh, an entrepreneur or you're working for yourself or a business or, or, or a ministry leader, they might have a tendency of working like 18, 20 hour days. And it's like, you can only do that for so long. And, and this, there's like this hustle fallacy that's going around the internet and people hear it. But it's really, it's, it's not about how much you do. It's about the, qu- the quality of the work and what you're focusing at the right thing at the right time. More time is not going to help you to get more done. Because time is fixed, but energy flexes. And when we really focus on energy management and having our mind being better to concentrate or have you noticed that sometimes you're not able to pay attention it's because our energy is flexing and no amount of time is going to fix that problem so have regular times for working and have boundaries for that have and then number five is regular times for sleeping which is waking and rising or and and resting these things will help tremendously uh, when you have that regularity and that morning routine i'm telling you we have other videos like that on our on our channel if you want to know how you could set up a morning routine watch our, our video that is called if you want to change the world start by making your bed and subscribe to our channel for more videos like this as well so number one is regular times for family worship and devotions two regular time for praying three regular times for eating four regular times for working and five sleeping and six regular times for new learnings you're gonna have to learn some new things. You're gonna have to have some new skills. And like this video right here, you're understanding the principles of Christ's method for time management and how to manage your time. And as you commit and you prioritize videos like this, I, I pray that this could be a helpful, beneficial um, resource tool for your journey, for living your calling. But videos like this will help you to grow better, to maximize the talents that God has made you a steward of and um, help you to be able to live your calling. But there's going to be some new learnings involved. So these six things, if you make a list and choose, I would get out a um, an electronic calendar. And this leads us to the sixth step. And this is to plan your intentional week. I, I, I like to call this an intentional week. Because Luke chapter 14 and verse 28, Jesus says, Which of you, having intending to build a tower, sitteth not down and counteth the cost to see whether he has sufficient for it? In this step, you want to sit down and count the cost of your time. And you see, if you're intending or if you're being intentional with your time, think of your week like you're building a tower. Think of your week like an empty lot. In that empty lot, you get to choose what structure you're going to build and you're able to design the interior of that building and your life is much like a building every man is the architect of his own future and we see that your choices it's in the moment of decision that your destiny is shaped so why not be intentional with your decisions by choosing and planning an ideal week where you can structure these major important priorities that God says that we should have in a daily basis and have that in your in your intentional week that if you control the time, this is what it would be. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to follow that 100% every time because there are some, some times that we don't have control over. But do we, we throw the baby out with the bathwater? Or do we recognize that the question that concerns us most is not how much time do we have control over, but what are we doing with the time I do have control over 
That is the question, and that's where the intentional week comes in. When you have control over some portions of your day, this is a time to be intentional with the precious gift that God has given. Because Christ purchased your time by the blood, the infinite Christ of, the price of Calvary, and time squandered is a squandering of Christ's own blood. And so if you want to really um, to understand Christ's method of time management, then you need not go further than to recognize that, number one, Christ had a schedule, and you would do well to have one also. Number two is that schedule doesn't limit you, but it actually creates more freedom. And number three, God is a God of order. Having a schedule does not push out the Holy Spirit's leading, but it actually invites heavenly angels to bless the work that you're doing. And number four, a schedule leads to is one of the principles of success that heaven has um, heaven's law and order has uh, provided for all of us. And number five, having a set time for everything and everything in its time. There's six things that we would do well to have in our schedule. And number six is to put those six things. Start with that. Put those in your calendar, in your schedule, and be consistent with that. And then start seeing what could you do to be intentional with the days that you have. And friends, if you want to be intentional, we have actually put together this special book. This is our brand new Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. And at the Army of Youth, we have put together this uh, daily planner. This is an account book where you can examine your life and see how, where you are where you want to be. And these are biblical principles backed by the Bible. It, it has a system for regular doing, incorporating each of those things that God has said would help us to live our calling to the fullest. And in the morning, you could be intentional with your prayers, that quality time with the Lord, to think, to ask questions to God and to, and to ask for guidance in major areas that will help you to set the intention for the day so that you can live a life in harmony with the, the life calling that God has for you. And that you don't have to allow busy work to crowd out your life's work. So if you're interested in living your calling to maximizing your time and, and following Christ's method for time management, then I encourage you to grab a copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. All you have to do is go over to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book and you can find your copy today. That's again thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. And you can order yours today. And I am so excited for you to be able to live your calling. And remember, friends, this might seem daunting at first. And it might be like, oh, wow. I, mean, I know for me, having a schedule was kind of overwhelming at the beginning. But you, it's, um, as you get started, you'll get better. And it gets a little bit easier. And just remember, friends, that God doesn't call a qualified. He qualifies a call.